ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. I'm Scott Prather. Welcome back into the show. Joining me now, national sports commentator for Fox Sports. He has been in the business a long time, whether it be doing national sports talk radio for 15 years. You've heard him do play-by-play. You've seen him be a studio anchor on Saturdays for college football. And uh, a Louisiana native himself, Tim Brando, is our guest right now. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Wonderful, Scott. Good to be with you. So I I enjoy following you on Twitter, Tim, because um, you just you have a way of just saying exactly what you feel. Uh, I know a lot of people do on that social medium, but um, some might try to lean one way or the other. You just kind of you're very cut and dry, and it's something I've always appreciated about you. Let's just start with with the Sun Belt. They go three and zero against the Big Twelve last weekend. You called one of those games, but um, judging from your tweets, some of the things you heard Monday morning on some some uh, national talking heads, you weren't you weren't in agreement with, were you? Well, it's it's typical, Scott, and I'm really fed up uh, with what's happening in our business. I do feel um, I've been at I've been at this a long time, and. Uh, I think I'm very complimentary of my peers, the ones that, that, that do the job the right way. Uh, you know, there, there has been, I think, through the years, a, a, a lack of, um, of leadership uh, in just about every business in America. And, and uh, I don't take what I do seriously. I don't. But I do take my business seriously. And, and I think that it's incumbent upon those of us that have been in it a long time, and I have been. This is my 36th year of doing college football nationally, either in the studio or in the booth. And, and really, most years I've done both at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm not now. Uh, at Fox, this is my seventh season that I'm beginning with them, and, and I'm doing college as well as NFL. I'll be doing an NFL game this weekend because of COVID. We don't have the Big Ten or Pac-12 playing, and uh, we, we only have one game involving a, a big 12 team. And that was just put together over the weekend with Houston, uh, deciding to, to play Baylor in a game in Waco. So Gus and Joel will be working and I, I'll be going over to the national football league to, to do a game with Robert Smith in Indianapolis between the Vikings and the Colts. So, you know, I'm very blessed to have something to do, even though we don't have, uh, you know, the, the volume or the inventory that we're, accustomed to having at Fox right now. Uh, that may change uh, as the Big Ten uh, makes its, um, its, its maneuvers towards perhaps uh, picking up play at the time of this taping. But the reality is that college football has been, I think, universally dissed by the electronic media uh, nationally for really uh, the last three or four years since the college football playoff began. Um, it was, it was going in that direction with the BCS. And I think you probably remember how I felt about it. Yep. Uh, I thought when the college football playoff began, uh, we would, and we were told, you know, we were sold a bill of goods. This is going to be uh, like the NFL. We're going to, we're going to have ratings. will be through the roof by expanding this thing to four and, expect those those ratings to be in the neighborhood of NFL divisional championship games and that hasn't happened and the reason is because of the laziness of of our profession um we've reduced the conversation to who's in and that's it 
So unless you're Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, um, Oregon maybe if the Pac-12 were playing, and LSU, I mean, no one's talking about college football. No one's covering it the way it needs to be covered. Uh, I give my friends at ESPN a lot of credit for uh, the, the the daily college football shows that they put together uh, when when we're in season, and that's a that's a good thing. I'm I'm happy that they do that. I wish our I wish Fox did more of that. I don't think we do it either. I, I've been critical of. It's not just a, a shot at, at other people at other networks. This is this is me being unhappy with the way our sport, the one that I love, that I'm so passionate about, is being treated, and it, it does spill over uh, to you know as of the uh, Monday morning in the aftermath of what was I thought an, an amazing Saturday for the Group of Five in general and the Sun Belt Conference specifically. All you heard on the morning shows was, oh, my God, how bad is the Big 12? How about they're just awful? Did you watch the game? Did you happen to see any of this? Did you see Levi Lewis throw the ball? Did you see LaFont get deep? Uh, Did you not notice Iowa State was ranked? Um, Listen, Kansas State's not a world beater, but they did have 40% capacity. In Arkansas State, uh, I thought what they did to them they're still trying to catch Adams. He's he's still running there, you know. And and uh, and I realized the game between Kansas and Coastal Carolina was very late and didn't end until the wee hours of Sunday morning, and that was Central Time, where you know in Lawrence. But uh, it was the only game on. I mean, there was no other college football game on for you to watch besides that, and Coastal Carolina is really good with a, a redshirt freshman quarterback that I think is going to have an, an amazing year if they stay healthy. So I think it's about time that, that uh, we understand that college football deserves to be uh, covered by those that are in this business saying, you know what, I watched this game, and let me tell you about the teams that won. It's okay to, it's okay to say the Big 12 had a bad weekend. I'm, I'm good with that. But – yeah, I need a little more meat on that bone. Tell me what happened. How did they lose those games? And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a mirage. Those were real teams with players that are coming from programs that have about one-fifth the annual budget of those teams that they beat. They beat them on the road. And I think that it's time that, that those young men and their coaching staffs get the kind of, uh, of airtime and support you know, it's one thing to be on the air and to be in these these wonderful windows on ESPN, ABC, and, and Fox, but what does it mean if the people that are given the bully pulpits on Monday morning, these bloviators, come on the air and they just say, oh, well, that, that, that conference just sucks for those schools to go in and win. That's dismissing what these young men uh, and what the coaches in those programs have accomplished. And I think it, uh, you know, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for our business. Tim Brando, our guest, ESPN 1420. Tim, I, I feel like it's a microcosm of sort of the clickbait headline uh, time and, and age we're living in, right? It's, uh, you know, you're on Twitter, right? You can always tell from comments who actually read a story and who just read the title. Um, yes. It's like yes. you get, get the information. And so when you've got college football, especially early in a season, I mean, the SEC hasn't started playing yet. 
Uh, there are a lot of schools that aren't playing. So you've actually got, you don't have that excuse if you're supposed to be doing it for a living of, well, there's so many games, how can I? You actually had a chance to watch some of these games and yes, do a little did. bit more of a deep yeah. dive. And so what you're saying is, no, I just, I'm just going to go ahead and run with the same shtick I've, I'll always do. And that's just, let me just, uh, you know, rail on some big conference that lost some games right. to a conference that's right. lesser than, instead of actually, you know, like you said, more meat in the, more meat on the bone, actually going in, digesting what's happening. But I think it's, 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 it's just that let's just kind of look at the headline and let's just draw like, like it's, it's like when you, when you were a student, did you just read the Cliff's Notes or did you read the actual novel? And you could tell pretty exactly. on who read the yeah, novel and who just read the Cliff's Notes. Yeah, it's called context, okay? Uh, and what you see on Twitter uh, many times is taken completely out of context. You know, you got to watch what transpired. It was like week one. What was the big story? Um, and I'll just I'll use a media story by example, okay? Uh, the blowback that came... Uh, to, to um, Kirk Herbstreet in the aftermath of his emotional uh, diatribe about uh, what had happened in, in college football and, and with social justice. Uh, he got a lot of blowback on Twitter, but, you know, people were, were just looking at the two-minute clip of what he had to say. They didn't look at the entire segment with Maria Taylor and those nine athletes she was talking to to understand why he got emotional. Okay. That's, that's what's going on. You're absolutely right. It's taking snippets and or sound bites and not listening to the full context of, of what's happening. Um, and I've seen it happen even in the following of this big 10 play or not play story. Uh, wonderful journalists, great writers, uh, turning to Twitter to be first and debunking other great writers stories using anonymous sources. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. Go nuts. It's like, I'm okay with social media. We've got to deal with it. It can be a cesspool at times. Mm. Uh, I'll admit that I play along. I'll also admit that I've made mistakes sometimes uh, because of social media. But I think many times uh, more mistakes are made by award-winning journalists uh, with, with, with regard to just trying to be first. And, um, you know, the Big Ten story since August 11th has been just that. I, one of the reasons why I felt that something would happen and they would likely play before the end of this calendar year and maybe even as early as October is you, you heard no rumblings. It was crickets all last week from these same writers that had been breaking stories per source, per anonymous source every 30 minutes. Uh, you know, it's almost as if uh, you should say, I remember Les Miles saying, come to Tiger Stadium where dreams come to die. Well, come to Twitter where journalism dies every day. <laughs> it's sad. You know, it's uh, it's really unfortunate. No, no doubt about it. But back to the specific point of, of your original question, when you reduce the conversation to just four, who's the, who are the four that are going to get in, then, then you've basically dismissed all of, of, the rest of division one. And that's just really unfortunate. And I've been pounding the pavement for expansion of the college football playoff, pounding the pavement for universal leadership for college football for two decades now. And I think people are beginning to understand where I'm coming from. Uh, why we, we see our sports so fragmented to the extent that it is, uh, is just 
incredible. But to 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 the credit of the Sun Belt this past week, I thought the American did pretty much the same in week one. And um, I think there'll be other examples. Maybe Conference USA will have its moment in the sun uh, this week. Who knows? But um, the bottom line is that when opportunity meets preparation, great things can happen. And that's what happened to the Raging Cajuns last week. Opportunity met preparation. Arkansas State had played a game against Memphis. And what do, what do coaches always say? You improve more from week one to week two than any other time in the year. Well, that's what happened when they went up to Lawrence, Kansas, excuse me, to Manhattan, Kansas, and beat Kansas State. So good for them. And uh, as for Louisiana uh, and, the, and the folks down in Lafayette, I couldn't be happier for Billy Napier. Uh, and, and I think that, um, you know, that's a program that's got really good athletes, and they won 11 games. It's, what, it's not like this team just showed up and, uh, oh, by the way, some epiphany happened before the game. They were better than Iowa. And by the way, I thought Iowa State, I had them ranked in my preseason top 10. They were my sleeper pick to make a run at the college football playoff. Uh, Brock Purdy is an outstanding quarterback. I had him as a sleeper for the Heisman. He had an awful day. But you know what? Uh, I think the opposition had something to do with him having an awful day. So give them some credit. No question. As we wrap it up, uh, Tim Brando has been our guest. I you know, you had a lot of different reactions here uh, with the flagship for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns from fans, and I was talking to them on the after show of, uh, you know, let's 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 enjoy our moment in the sun, obviously, but don't put down Iowa State because they're going to win a lot of games this year, I think, as, yeah, they if, are. if we have a season. Yeah. You, you just beat a really, really good football team, so don't, you know, you shut them out in the second half, but don't try to put down the opponent. You, and not, not too many fans are doing that, only a few, but... That's a really good right. team the Cajuns just beat, and and they and it wasn't a fluke. I mean, Tim, they they handled their business and really really put it on them in the second half. They really did. They shut them down. Uh, I thought you know they they blanketed Chase Allen, who is a, an outstanding receiver. Uh, I think a lot of people probably felt like as as you were watching that game that uh, you know Louisiana had um, better talent. Uh, than, than Iowa State, and I think you can make a. I think you can say that. No, other than special teams, I don't think the Raging Cajuns were extraordinarily special uh, from an offensive standpoint at all. I mean, other than the big uh, explosive play to LeBlanc, that mm-hmm. that was about it offensively. Uh, but just across the board, mano a mano, they look to have better talent. What does that tell you? <laughs> you know, Iowa State's a Power Five school. Uh, that has been ranked preseason in each of the last two years, that says something. I, I, again, I go back to uh, the group of five may have less of a budget. It, it may be in a part of the country you know less about. It may have a high name. But these kids, regardless of the amenities that they have with cost of attendance uh, being taken care of, they, they, they are playing as if they – put on their jock strap and shoulder pads just like those that are in facilities that have waterfalls and slides in them like Alabama clubs. Good for them. Uh, I, I just thought the better team won. Uh, and were it not for the, the big plays and special teams, maybe that game would have been a wire game. But still the better team won. And enjoy that. Tim Brando has been our guest. Tim, I know we got to let you run, man. I know you got another yeah. uh, radio hit, but we really appreciate the time. 
All the best, man. You've had a great career and look forward to seeing more of it coming up here in the future. Thank you, my man. And enjoy that top 10 ranking I just gave you. All the best. Well, thank you, Tim.